Well, you know, you know why she was number one from stardom, right, Matt? The most baby face wrestler in the world has to be in the top ten. I have the power of the edit here. <laughs> <laughs> Matt has an intro for us today. Well, yeah, there's some news came out this week that we get to talk about. We're going to talk about some of the top 21 best women in the world, according to PWI. Oh, I had seen a little bit of this. Go on, Matt. All right. So we're not going to go into everything, but we'll start with number three, Asuka. Yay. Congrats to Asuka. Number nine, Io. Props Yay. to Io. Number 10, Mayu. Props to Mayu. Way too low on the list. But made the top 10. First one from stardom. I'll give her props. Yay. Number 14, Thunder Rosa. Too low on the list. Yeah, agreed. But did you see my gif of the day the other day? About Thunder Rosa, October, and the number 14? It's kind of spooky. And then number 21, Kyrie Sane. Yay. Yeah. I don't take this list too seriously because, like you said, most of these people are too low on the list. Some of these people that made the top 10 didn't even wrestle for half the year. And Julia's like in the top of the 50s somewhere. And Julia's had a hell of a year this year. So to say, you know, it is what it is. But props to those that made the list at all. And props to Mai for being the number one from stardom. Yeah. That's all I got. Welcome back to another episode of Face Bring. Wrestling Video Podcast. As always, I'm Waldo. And I'm the Matt. And Dr. My Wife is back with us again. I am here. We took a quick break last episode to bring you some Lone Stardom Wrestling with Mission Pro Wrestling down south of Austin in Buda, Texas. Dr. My Wife, how was that show? What? <laughs> I didn't get to go. Well, with all of that out of the way, let's go back to, I guess, the unofficial part two of the last episode. It's been like two months, man, since we got to talk about stardom. Let's go back to the end of the year 2018 at Cora Curran Hall for the Stardom End of the Year Climax show held on December 24th, 2018. The show would be broadcasted on Samurai TV on January 3rd and have Bull Nakano and... Hold on a second. (laughs) What notes are you looking at? Hadudo... Ha... On commentary. I'll have to edit the shit out of that. (laughs) Let them know how inept you really are. Attendance for the show is by far the best up to this point with 820 in attendance. Bit of a mixed card as things had to be changed up a little bit due to Mayu's injury, mentioned back in episode 11. But we have two singles matches. One for the low-speed championship, a triple tag, a four-way, and two tag matches, one of them being for the Goddess of Stardom championships, being in the main event. 
Our first match of the night sees Hanan and Natsumi versus Hina and Rina. Now, bear with me. I got a little lazy on my note taken here and used dictation in Microsoft Word. We shall see how well that plays. So you don't have to decipher your handwriting. You have to decipher your speech? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be way worse. Got dang old Kamehameha, y'all. Yeah, so we shoot back to the back, and we've got Rena on the mic to start us off. And she says, today is the last show. Let's work hard and win to make the best Christmas. Then they both say, let's do it. Oh. Then we shoot over to Hanan, who says, today is the final show. It's Christmas tomorrow. Let's win. And they say, let's do it. Oh. Is this a new stars thing that I've missed out on? I think that they may be reading off the same note card here. It is pretty much the same interview from both of them. Once everybody gets into the ring, we see that race car ref is standing by for the opening match and that Miss Yuri is wearing her nice little Christmas outfit. Race car ref comes over to the corners and checks everybody out before we get underway. Yeah, before we get there, I noticed there was a weird entrance camera angle. Like it was at an interesting little, like, catacornered angle watching them come out this what, this time. It was not as obvious as that one show we were watching a couple episodes back. Uh, this one was a, it was a good shot. It was just a weird angle compared to what we've seen before. On a sidebar here, real quick, have you seen what they've been doing lately? I'm not no. going to give any spoilers. You know, I don't watch most of the new stuff. But I will say that when they're back at this arena in the future, the entrances actually have a little bit of pyro to them now. Nice. I also had a note that for some reason, Hannon is super, Hannon's super over here. She got more streamers than everybody else, and they were even thrown up into the rafters. Yeah, there's got to be somebody in the crowd trying to do it on purpose, see if they can make it up there, right? It's possible, because they did clear it with a couple of them. I was happy that Natsumi got, what is it, Natsumi? Yeah, Natsumi got uh, a bunch of streamers, but her mom doesn't get any? Hmm. Well, the mom's a hill. Yeah, but come on. Even the heels get streamers. Not always. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> you think maybe it has to do with the fact that Natsumi uh, is more native to Japan than Madi oh. is? I was going to say that, too. Yeah, I've seen that a lot of the foreigners don't get streamers a lot of the times as well. Really? So you throw in the foreigner, you throw in the hill. That's probably why. The combination mm -hmm. of the two. Then you need to you need to pace me in somewhere in the background throwing a streamer. <laughs> I, I will kind of try on that, that. But follow you. <laughs> all right so here's where the dictation is starting to hurt you ready yeah we kick off with hunting and rena in the middle of the ring oh uh, yeah okay. there's no hunter yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. wrong company you, you get me on stuff like that constantly we're about to we're about to check you on those those dictation notes no we kick off with hana and rena in the middle of the ring with a shoulder and elbow lock little bit of back and forth between the two, as the sound is a little bit weird for this episode. I say that, and then I realize that my microphone was recording while I was copying these episodes uh, for the, the actual review. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> and the program that I use to record these episodes had my head mic on, and I forgot to mute it. And so there's this weird ranting of some crazy-ass redneck in the background while this is going on. Weird how that works. 
They judo each other into a standoff in the middle of the ring to a nice round of applause. But as they're getting ready to do the test of strength, Hina comes into the ring and they start doubling up on Hanan. Yeah, Hina is definitely working the hill in this one. The two of them start getting in the corner kicks and then they tag up to judo flip Hanan or hunting in this case, for my notes, out of the corner, and we go back to the good old trusty armbar number one and two on Hanan as Natsumi comes into the ring to break everything up. I, I caught the double armbar. One of the things that I, <laughs> I noticed, it was probably just before the armbars, I wrote, I like the fact that when they were doing the arm holes and hitting each other with the elbows, they're throwing bows at each other. <laughs> they're smiling at each other from ear to ear as they work those moves. The sisters quickly bowl Natsumi out of the ring, and we get a proper tag to Rina to see her come in and start taking it to Hanan with some good drop kicks off the four ropes. But it's not quite enough to put the older sister down, as she kicks out at two. Hanan is finally able to get into the corner to tag in Natsumi, and she comes in and just starts knocking over Rina. Reverse Figurion in the middle of the ring, and Hina tries to come in to help her sister out, but Hanan is quick to come in and teach her the pecking order. Just as quick, Natsumi is able to get Rina into the El Nudo. Little bit of crowd work, and Natsumi is able to get the bounce off the ropes to land a stomp on top of Hina. Yeah, I prefer the stomp, the El Nudo stomp to the drop kick. It just looks more powerful. More damaging to the joints. There you go, yeah. Directly out of that, Rina is able to hit a drop kick and get in a tag to her younger sister. Nice judo takedowns as Rina is only able to get a two, but Hina's back in and she's helping out. Double team vertical suplex from the sisters straight into a reverse Russian leg sweep, but she's only able to get a two again as Hanan comes in and starts clearing house. Yeah, Fire I note on that one, the double STO into the pin, she barely got that breakup in. Mm -hmm. It was so close that I had to question a little bit. Irish whip out of the corner to Rina sees Natsumi slam her down to the mat and into a Hurricanrana roll for the three at 4.56. I really like that as Ray's car ref is calling for the bell and the win and everything, Rina's arguing that she got her shoulders up when she clearly didn't. <laughs> like, there was clearly no, nothing suspect about this pin. Good little kind of almost hill work from Rina on that. I really didn't have much for this one. Um, what I did write, though, for the, the last bit of the match was I blinked and it was over. It was a very neat, neat as in it was not a sloppy match. I actually did enjoy the fight. It was just very neat and tidy the way it went through. Yeah, it was a fun, quick, high-energy opening match. Yeah. It was simple, and we're starting to see more of a formula with the stardom shows and these opening matches. And that's good, though. It allows for the newer talent to start building up. Yeah. And it's on their biggest show of the year. Even though it was just shy of five minutes, they got five minutes on the biggest show of the year for them. Yeah, and I think I you can that. clearly see the possibility of arena push sometime in the future. Of the three sisters, Hanan was the most over with the crowd, and this crowd was very respectful, by the way, during this match. They clapped all the little counters. They were they were very polite. They weren't overly enthusiastic about the match, but they still showed them some nice respect. But Rena was the one that was the more entertaining of the three. So I'm interested to see much more in the future where she's going to be able to go and how much potential she's able to live up to. Our next match is return match, and it's the final chance for Azumi to get the flag and mask back for Queen's Quest. Otherwise, she has to join Oedotai. Clearly, their last match should have been the closeout for the feud, but with the retooling of this card, 
I am okay with seeing this match on the show. Any chance we get to see Azumi or Natsu on the show is a good thing. Yeah, they're two of my favorites, so I'm down to watch them wrestle every night of the week. Probably Natsu's quickest promo here. Azumi tells us that she's going to finish this once and for all. Yeah, Natsu just says, Azumi, come to Odiotai. Azumi says, today is the last show of the year. Today I'm going to beat Natsu, and this will be done. As Natsu is making her way out to the ring, we see the wanted poster on the Pygmytron. Yeah, I, I was that, that was one of my questions was what is what's up with the mugshot at the beginning of the show? This is a callback to the beginning of their feud as Natsu took the flag and mask from Wings Quest. Oh, is that why she was wearing it? <laughs> yeah, so one of my favorite spots out of this entire series so far has been Into the ring with Kegitsu and Hazuki galloping in. What? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oidotai comes out, and Natsu has the mask and flag, but at least we're getting a dance out of it. And on the plus side, did you notice? Jad has been cured. Jad? Yes. Explain. Japanese ass disease. <sighs> oh, Bloomers is in this one. Bloomers. Right. Oh, my God. But with, with, without the uh, influence of the British contingency, now has cured her Jad, and we, we are happy that she is... Had a speedy recovery. Just speedy recovery. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to mute myself so I don't say anything. Weirdly, Azumi comes out by herself. Race car ref is back out for round two tonight. He is also trying to have them shake hands in the middle of the ring, but Natsu is trying to wish Azumi Merry Christmas instead. <laughs> Actually, I had a question before that, though. Was Azumi's theme just a remix of the QQ song? So all members of Queen's Quest... Uh-huh. When they come out as a stable, they have the main Queen's Quest theme. We talked about this in episode 12, I think. Right. But each individual member of Queen's Quest has a remix of the actual stable theme. Okay. Hers just sounded a lot like it more than some of the ones we've heard in the past. So it was just a slight variation. Yeah, so after that, then Natsu, like you said, went to wish her Merry Christmas. She says, put a little energy in your shoulders. Merry Christmas. And offers a handshake. Azumi slaps her hand. Natsu says, ouch, you don't really hate me. No, I, I think the hate's there. It, it seems to be there. So I have here, the bell rings, and Azumi is flying across the ring for a dropkick on a Natsu. Just quickly start things off. But I don't think it could be said how quick that dropkick and flying across the ring actually happened to when the bell rang, because Azumi was ready to go. Yeah, I just... All right, hang on a second. It's roughly 22.63 feet across the ring. Minus Azumi's vital length, that'll put it around 17.8 feet. And the speed equals distance divided by time. So that's 17.8 feet, and it took her a second to get over there. So speed equals 17.8 feet per second. Convert to miles per hour, 17.8 times 0 0.0.681. So power equals force times distance over time. 88 pounds times they converted 5.425 meters over one second equals 2.848 mechanical horsepower at 12.12 miles per hour? Holy crap. So yeah. Zoom me off to a super quick start. It kind of seemed like a double heel show. Well, this is a grudge match. Yeah. So okay. Azumi's in there trying to fight for the honor of Queen's Quest in this one and not lose to be a member of Oidotai. And then right after that dropkick, she starts taunting Natsu back, saying, come on, Grandma. Oh, yeah, the Grandma calling's back. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have some retaliation from Natsu, who's who's a grandma. That's why you're in trouble now. Race car ref starts to give us a five count for having Natsu's arm tied up into the rope. 
Azumi breaks it up, and Natsu dumps to the outside to run away. Uh, Matt, give us a little play-by-play of what's going on here. Uh, yeah, I had a note on that. It was just a weird tie-up, like pulling her arm across the rope. Um, but yeah, Natsu dumps out, and Azumi tells her to get back in the ring. Natsu says, she's such a noisy kid, so Azumi leaves the ring. Then they kind of stand off on both on opposite sides of the ring, staring each other down, and Natsu says, get back in there first. Azumi says, nope. Natsu says, not nope, it's no. Say it correctly. Azumi, hurry up, you chicken. Natsu, I'm not a chicken. Azumi, then hurry up. Natsu, nobody's called me a chicken in 26 years. Azumi, then you should hurry up. They both go to get in the ring, and now trips AZM up as she attempts. Natsu tells now, good job. And then Natsu and now force AZM to do the Odeo Tai O hand gesture. <laughs> the way what you're the reading hell? it makes it seem so forced. <laughs> Sorry, I've tried to clear my notes. Uh, Natsu and now force AZM to do the Odeo Tai hand gesture. Then now holds AZM so Natsu can give her a big boot. And then says, AZM is going to join. Oh, I think that's all <laughs> No, damn. Uh, Azumi says, you crap old lady. Natsu says, yeah. you know you like it. Uh, Azumi says, you have a big face. face. <laughs> Natsu says, well, that's okay. Your gloomy face looks so stupid, you little brat. Oh, you talk God. about my face when yours is. And then Azumi starts crying. Mm-hmm. And the crowd goes wild yeah. with boos at Natsu. Mm-hmm. Then the weirdest chant ever in wrestling happens as the crowd starts chanting apologize. And Natsu says, I hadn't even said anything yet. Race car wags a finger at her and tells her she better apologize. So Natsu apologizes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Izumi slaps her. Natsu, now I'm angry. Now give me that whip. Now does so. Azium reverses. Hands the whip to Natsu and fakes like she got hit. And the crowd plays along and starts booing Natsu again. Armbar. All that ends up with an armbar. <laughs> Holy shit. Y'all need to watch this spot if you have not seen this spot. It was super entertaining. The crowd ate it up. Like I said, they're booing Natsu and she didn't even do anything. It was super weird. <laughs> Race car ref got involved with a wag of the finger. It was very entertaining. And I guarantee you, I did not just do it justice. Azumi manages to get in the torque wrench onto Natsu. As she's making her way to the ropes, she falls down to her knees, and Azumi starts giving her the business. Out of the two count, and Azumi tries to put on good old armbar number 48, but Natsu manages to power lift Azumi out of it into a belly-to-belly suplex, but it only sees a two count. Yeah, that was such a good spot. Natsu tries running the ropes, but assumes uh, she's right behind her. And I will say that this exchange is worthy of being a high-speed match contender. They start trading pins back and forth, and Natsu barely gets out of the last one. Oh my goodness, Azumi tries to get off the ropes for a dropkick, but Natsu stops her with a boot to the face. Yeah, that big boot was, not to call back from last episode, phenomenal. I'm not really sure what, what this is here. But it happened at 1340 in the match. Azumi jumps onto the back of Natsu and rolls her into a pin. Really nice, but it only gets a two because now attacks race car ref with the QQ flag. This allows Natsu to get the whip and finally start attacking Azumi with it. But Azumi is able to get now in the way and Natsu accidentally hits her instead. Azumi hits a nice kick to the face of Natsu, 
followed up by a rolling reverse armbar that for a second there almost looked like she broke Natsu's arm. And that sees Natsu tap out for Azumi to get the submission win at 8.31. Yeah, that was a really good finish. The match, like I said, all along, you have all the entertainment in the beginning. And then both of these women show you what wrestling is at the end. It was a really entertaining match. Yeah. Post-match, we see Azumi finally get back the flag and mask of QQ. And Azumi is trying to make her way out of the ring, but Natsu is struggling to try to hold her back and keep her in the ring with her. Yeah, but you actually got one thing wrong there. What's that? She got the flag back. But as she was escaping with the flag, Nao's in the ring showing that they still have the mask. Yeah, I was about to say, it looks like that Azumi accidentally left the mask. Yeah, she got so excited about the flag that she did not grab the mask. And now, and Natsu make sure to show off that they still got it. This match had a lot of back and forth between the two during the actual match itself, with a good combination of story, comedy, and athleticism all tied into one match. Yeah, and I like that the comedy was done with words. It wasn't done with stupid spots. So you were still able to enjoy the whole thing without breaking the suspension of disbelief. Like, you were still in the match. You still believed they hated each other. And it it worked really well telling a story for the match. I still like the continuing gag of calling Natsu grandma, even though she's clearly not the oldest on the roster. Well, she's like, what, 26 at this point? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) So old. It's a triple tag match with the members of Stars. Tam, Arissa, and Starlight Kid versus Jungle Assault Nation, Natsuko, Monster, and Kaori. Matt, lead us in. This one was pretty quick. We got Natsuko saying it's the last show and teaming with these guys is special. Let's win and end 2018 with a smile. We then shoot over to Tam who says it's the final show. I think we'll all fight hard for stars, right? Starlight Kid, yes. Very good then. Arissa shakes <laughs> Oh, okay. Arissa shakes her head yes and puts up a fist. Tam gives her a sour look from the side. Arissa says it's the first time with Tam, myself, and Kid. Even though Mayu is out, we'll do our best to make Stars stronger. Then when Mayu comes back, Stars will be the strongest unit. I was expecting a little bit more animosity for the Tam-Arissa thing, but then I remembered the whole uh, Mayu being injured, and now I know why that didn't happen. I actually have it here in my notes. A very awkward promo by the stars follows the Jan group, and I can't mm. tell if Tam and Arissa are still at odds with each other. No, I, and they, I think they address it more at the end of this match, so we'll kind of go into it there. I did notice, though, that Natsuko seems to be in a lot better mood since her and Jungle have worked out their issues. Yeah, that's all they needed. They needed to connect soul-to-soul, fist-to-fist, man. That promo was right. For now. <laughs> It's a lot of foreshadowing. <laughs> Damn you, Saki. <laughs> Your foreshadowing powers are over 9,000. Oh, no. <laughs> we start off with Arisa and Natsuko facing off in the middle of the ring and are graced by the presence of Old Ref. A simple test of strength to start us off that sees Natsuko quickly take advantage of it. That is, until Arisa starts kicking the shit out of her. Arissa also hits a lift and knee drop. I'm not sure, really sure what to call that, but it only gets one count. She Irish whips Natsuko into the opposite corner for a splash and then again. But Natsuko finds her way out, and we see Jan take it to the stars to clear the ring. Arissa's laying down on the mat, and we get a triple body splash as the Jan members start stacking up on each other. Kaori is in the ring, and everybody starts booing as she's taunting the crowd. I have a sneaking suspicion here. 
about Kaori for some reason. <laughs> Is she maybe just clowning around? Maybe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Kaori starts going for the clavicle chops, but it turns into a kick exchange between her and Arissa. Arissa's had enough of it and decides to tag out. Starlight Kid is in, and we got a strange tilt-a-whirl thing that puts Kaori into the corner. But as Starlight is getting the advantage, Natsuko comes in to let Jan get the upper hand. But Tam was ready to give the assist, and we're back to Starlight Kid and Kaori in the ring. Changing things up a little bit, Monster's on the outside to stop Starlight dead in her tracks. A little bit of back and forth between Monster and Starlight Kid, and Monster manages to get out of the way of a 8166. Starlight manages to get around the back of Monster off the ropes and hits a dropkick onto the back. As Monster is staggering from it, Arissa comes in and just pops her in the head with her foot. Monster easily bowls over Starlight as she's coming off the ropes, but it only gets a two. We see Monster hit a nice lifting suplex. <laughs> or as my notes say here, suplex. <laughs> The two of them managed to <laughs> splash him in the face with a bowl of soup. <laughs> it's whatever works, man. The two of them managed to get tags in, and we have Tam and Natsuko trading elbows in the middle of the ring. And they are stiff. Yeah, they just start beating the shit out of each other. Beautiful spear from Natsuko. Can't decipher the rest. Gonna move on. <laughs> Natsuko picks up Tam for a running fireman's roll towards the corner. And we get a barrage of stuff out of the corner, ending with Natsuko splashing on top of Tam. All six ladies are in the ring, and in with stars right in the middle. They all duck out of the way, and the Jan members hit each other. Strange rolling pins in the middle of the ring from Natsuko and Tam. The stars start taking advantage of Natsuko being by herself. Tam and Arissa hit their kicks, and Starlight manages to get in her 8166. And then... The hit of the night comes from Tam's knee straight into Natsuko's face, which sees us rightfully get the three at 7.32. That wasn't even into the face. It was under the jaw, lifting her up off the ground. Holy shit. We're going to have to call a 15-yard personal foul, giving him to business. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. That was, that was tight. This match did not feel like it was a full seven and a half minutes. As I said earlier, I'm trying to use dictation on this because I'm a little behind schedule for taking notes and recording, and I've always had a problem with matches like this going so fast that I sometimes have to pause a lot. But this match proved to be difficult for dictation as well, too. <laughs> well, and the funny part about it is, too, is every one of your notes is not my note, so I couldn't even follow along with your dictation either. There is just, this match was all over the place, and it just seemed like that out of all the matches we've seen in stardom so far, this was actually the first one that kind of needed to be slowed down a little bit to about a 15-minute match. Yeah, it was very quick. It was not, I won't say hard to follow, but at times it was like, what is going on? But it was a hard-hitting match. I can't complain about a hard-hitting match. I like how Mayu was standing by the ring and still doesn't know where the microphone is. Yeah, we get a nice moment before that, though, where Tam fist bumps Arissa, then she hugs Starlight Kid and then moves Starlight Kid in between her and Arissa. So you still get a little bit of the animosity, but not as much. Uh, speaking of Mayu, some of you keen followers on the social media may have noticed that we actually got a copy of Mayu's autobiography. Do not expect us to give a review on it anytime soon, as it will definitely be a slow, slow read. Yeah, my part of the review will be, she wrote a book. 
<laughs> I saw the book. <laughs> it exists. Not there! There! Not there, there! Addendum. Screw you, Amazon. I figured it out. I got it on Kindle now. And so, yeah, after the match finishes, Tam gets on the mic and says, I won the last match of the year. Today, I'll replace Mayu in the main event, right? Have I earned the right, Mayu? Mayu hops in the ring, says, even beforehand, I'd already chosen you. And it was a little bit weird hearing Mayu talk and not gasping for air after a match. Um, she didn't or, tell Or breaking a trophy. Right. She didn't tell Tam, you can do it. Please team with Saki and win those belts. Tam, you can do it. Good luck. I look forward to it. Tam says, thank you. We will win. At this point, I had to look it up because I was confused. Like I said, like we've already talked about a little bit, the feud between Tam and Arissa seems to not be happening. And I was kind of curious why she was so submissive in this. Like, do I get a chance? Am I good enough to be in the main event? Apparently, the injury to Mayu was because of Tam. It was an accident. And it did happen at the last show. Just a random dive into a crowd of people, and she happened to land on Mayu's knee. So there's a little bit of they're playing up the her blaming herself for Mayu being injured. And I assume that's why she was a little more friendly towards Arissa because she's she feels guilty and she wants to prove that even though she messed up, she can she can fix the situation. Yes, as stated on the last show, things have been looking for Mayu to be main eventing on the end of the year climax show. She was speculated to fight against... Actually, we don't speculate like that here. Up next is the match that all three of us here at Face for Wrestling have been waiting for for quite some time. It's time for Mari Apache to defend her high-speed championship against Suzuki. My body is ready. My body is ready. <laughs> That's right. Let's get in, right into it. We shoot to the back with Suzuki who says, It's December 24th and the final show of 2018. I have a singles match versus Mari. Well, I'm getting ready to take that belt from that person. That belt doesn't suit her. So I made her this belt. The low-speed belt. I'd like to switch belts. We didn't see this low-speed belt, which is just made out of cardboard. I will have you know that that is some of the finest Mongrovian cardboard that is in existence today. Karate. But it was in existence then. Time traveling. Frozen in the future. Found in the past. <laughs> We then shoot over to Mari. We have our resident translator for Mari. Oopsie says, hello, friends. Mari Apache here. Today, uh, I will be defending the title belt against Hazuki. And then she giggles a little bit. I have already demonstrated to this little girl and have won or beat her many times. Well, anyways, that's what championship belts are for. Defending. And now on this day, Mari Apache will defend this title. Thank you. Okay. You made that seem like the nicest, sweetest promo of all time. She well, sounded that's so probably... angry when she did it. <laughs> I know. I mean, I mean, I read I had to, because there were a couple of verbal blah, 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 blahs in here that I had to decipher, but fair, fair. it was just a pretty polite one. I mean, she did, when she giggled, she gave a half eye roll because of something Hazuki had done or said, but she just was like, oh, I've done this already. I've already went through this with her. Whatever. Well, this is just another day, another championship. I'll just defend the belt today. That's all it sounded like to me. Nice. Madi comes out, and she's got her headdress on, which must mean we're about to get a barn burner. Japanese Jack Tunney is in the ring to make sure that we know that the belt is on the line. And he's doing everything he can not to break out laughing as Suzuki is making sure that the prestigious low-speed championship is presented as well.
Yeah, this is a contender for one of my favorite moments of the night. Rosie takes the high-speed title and goes to show it off. So Azuki goes over there and forces him to take the low-speed title as well. And he just kind of definitely corpses there for a minute before holding it up in the air as well. Yeah, that was just weird. Indicating that they are both on the line. I guess rightfully so for a championship match. We have Old Ref (laughs) kicking us off here too. (laughs) As soon as the bell rings, we're already in fifth gear. Nice arm drag from Hazuki to Mighty as Mighty just pushes Hazuki off while she's in the ropes. In return, Mighty sets up Hazuki in the ropes and chops the holy hell out of her. She then sets her up on the other rope and does it again. Old Ref comes over to tell Mighty to get the foot out of the throat in the corner. Hazuki reverses an Irish whip into the opposite corner and she's running over and Mighty lays her ass out. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, Mighty has a name for this big boot to the face, but I think it should just be called Oh You. Yeah, I mean, these these hits were pretty brutal. A lot of them were, really. That allows Madi to get the opportunity to hook on the bow and arrow when she sees her start rolling Hazuki around the ring in him. And I have to say that Madi is probably the only foreigner at this point in stardom to get the amount of applause that she's getting. This is such a good spot. Yeah. Not only did she do the rolling bow and arrow, but then why not turn it into a choke? Straight out of the bow and arrow, Mighty just starts working the stiffness into Hazuki. Hazuki slides out of the ropes and onto the apron. As Mighty runs towards her, Hazuki manages to get in a headlock and drops her down for a DDT onto the apron. This thing looks so safe and so awesome at the same time. From the outside apron, Hazuki flies over and kicks Mighty in the back of the head. Hazuki tries to get on a headlock on Mighty in the middle of the ring, and she does everything she can to try to get out of it. She manages to slide over just enough to get her foot on the bottom rope. This allows Hazuki to break the hold and get in a little taunting and race across the ring for a boot to the face. Hazuki tries to go for a suplex, but Mary just ain't having it. Mighty tries to scoop slam in return, but Hazuki decides to Hazuki out of it. Hazuki rushes Mighty while she's in the corner, and Mary gets her foot up again. Hazuki moves it out of the way and hits a codebreaker into the middle of the ring. As Azuki is up on the top, she telegraphs that she's trying to splash on top of Mighty. Mighty rolls out of the way as Azuki is getting her bearings up straight, and Mighty just lays her ass out with a lariat. Old Ref rightfully checks for signs of life. The two start trading elbows in the middle of the ring. Hazuki gets up for something off of the ropes, and Mighty lays her ass out again. Mighty has Azuki up for a powerbomb. She tries the first time, and Azuki tries to escape, but... Mighty just powers it into a full-on powerbomb for the second attempt. I couldn't tell there if she was trying to go for an escape or if she was trying to save herself because she wasn't quite in position for the powerbomb. But once they got it right, that powerbomb looked great. Well, it looked good, too, because it just showed the size advantage of Mighty over Hazuki, too. Yeah. Mighty goes for a scoop slam. Hazuki goes for an arm bar. And then I just have in my notes 20 seconds of madness. Yeah. Mari called for her finish, the, the Minjinoku driver, which Hazuki found a way to reverse. Only then Mari reversed that again right back into the driver. It was a really nice spot. Hard to call, but a really nice spot. Mari is slow to get up first. She tries to climb the, to the top rope and wait for Hazuki. Hazuki's even slower to get up, but when she does, she goes for a jumpy kick to Mari. Hazuki climbs to the top and suplexes Mari into the middle of the ring. Holy shit. Yeah. Mighty sprawled all over the bottom rope, and Hazuki just starts putting the feet to her. Mighty misses her flying butt tackle, and we get another few seconds of madness. 
Hazuki hits a power slam to Mahdi to set her up by the corner. I don't think this got the applause that it should have gotten, though, because that was a damn good effort to just power slam her. She's double her size. Yeah, it was a good spot. And then Hazuki nearly necks herself, trying to do a backsplash or something on top of Mahdi. Yeah, that looked it was really a, painful. Yeah. It was an attempt at a shooting star press, and if we're calling Mahdi's big boot the fuck you, I'm calling this the fuck no. <laughs> Don't ever do this again, Azuki. This was an immediate reaction for me. I was, I, re, I was regretting it for her. I know we can't splice in, but this almost made Brock's look safe. <laughs> Damn. Everybody's in to immediately check on Azuki, but she manages to get the three out of it at 8.45. You can definitely tell post-match that this didn't go the way Hazuki wanted it to. No. Even Japanese Jack Tunney is taking a little bit of extra time getting into the ring just to give Hazuki a few extra moments. I think this is definitely one of those instances where she was like, I can do this spot without realizing how intense this match was going to be leading up to this spot and how knackered she was going to be trying to pull it off because it just it shouldn't have happened and with that hazuki is presented with the high speed championship and the trophy but gives now the low speed championship and she thinks she's actually won it yeah she treats it like it's her pride and joy God bless old ref and trying to play along and put it around her waist too yeah i don't think there was a way to strap it around but he tried uh, we get a post-match promo from Hazuki. What'd she say, Matt? She says, it's only natural I won. Did anyone think I would lose? No one's that dumb. Well, Hazuki took it. Where is everyone? No one wants this belt? I don't even want it. You can have it. Throws it down. And then Starlight and Azumi rush in real quick. Hazuki goes, you think you can beat Hazuki? You're going to try to come after me? Slaps both of them. Hazuki then says, that's what you want, don't you? You want to be high-speed champion? You don't think you can, do you? So now you think, oh, Hazuki has it so I can win it. Is that it? It's not that easy. You both have a lot of speed, but it takes more than that. But bring it on. What, you want to say something? And then passes the mic to Zumi, who says, Kurokuren, good evening. Hey, are you trying to be Kigetsu? You aren't very original. You're only popular because you act like her manager. Without Kigetsu, what even are you? Hazuki says, you're popular because no one keeps you in check. You're not special at all. You aren't very original yourself. Hazumi says, you're like a manager. I don't need you to tell me anything. Starlight says, well, don't judge me based on what you think you know. I once challenged for the high-speed belt and lost. It's an interesting flex there. And then says, but I'm stronger now. Hazuki says, then you should have always said you wanted this belt, not just today. Starlight says, well, now I said it. Hazuki says, get out of here. Well, I won the high-speed belt today. What should I go after next? The white belt? And surely I must be a challenger for the red belt too, right? Next year I'll have all three. I'll paint stardom the color of Azuki. Such a good line. And then now grabs the belts and trophies and they head out of the ring. I don't know. I was disappointed. <laughs> it made me sad. Oh, that Mari lost? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I get the story. I just... Uh... Yeah, I think overall it was a great match. Like we've said in the past couple episodes, she's won me and Waldo over. So I'm a little sad that she won't have it and get to do a little bit more with it. I would like to see more of her wrestling because it's, it's been very entertaining. She's had some really good matches. But Azuki's my number one, so mm. call y'all. <laughs> this match was too low on the card for me. 
This almost should have been a main event. No, I think this is the perfect spot. You need a break after this. <laughs> we don't get that, Dex. <laughs> no, we don't. It's a four-way match with Hana, Konami, Kegitsu, and Jungle. And looking at the match card, this seems like it's going to be a fit to keep up with. Matt, tell us what all four ladies said. Okay. Hana is up first, and she says, Kegitsu, Mary Kurushima Simasu, which helpful subtitle person tells us this is a play on words. It sounds like Merry Christmas, but it means I hope you suffer. Golf Kine, that's a good promo. That's all she says, all she needs to say. Konami then says, it's the final show. It's a four-way between me, Jungle, Hana, and Kigetsu. I don't understand it. I'm the only one who has beaten Kigetsu, so why have a four-way? But anyway, the results are inevitable. My Triangle Lancer's winning percentage is 100%. I'm going to win today. Jungle then says, it's the last match of the year. It's a four-way. Kigetsu asked for this match. I'm not sure of her intent, but I'm only aiming to take her head off. Everything has led up to me taking out Kegetsu, and the year will end good. This can be a life-changing moment, so I'll make the most of it and win. Kegetsu says, it's the last show of the year, and we're at Korakuren Hall. Why do we have to have a match on Christmas Eve? It's okay. Let's end it with the match I asked for. Now, I don't need to face these guys one-on-one, -on -one, and I can do it all here. Which one will I beat to win the match? I think I'll decide it in the ring. I'm just happy that Kigetsu was confident during her promo, and it definitely was a heel promo. Yeah, not as good as Hana's heel promo, but it was a good heel promo. Well, speaking of Hana, we said that two episodes ago that that was her first singles match in our timeline, but it was a three-way with her and Mari working closely together. Mm -hmm. As she's making her way out to the ring in this one, this is her first singles match without Mighty around that we've seen. Yeah. I don't know what Kegetsu said about Hana, but as she's making her way into the ring, Hana dumps her outside, and we're underway with race car ref having a lot on his plate for this match. But did you notice a little bit of awesome as Kegetsu was making her way to the ring? She was wearing a Mayu shirt. I did not notice that. <laughs> yeah, she had the Are You Ready to Rock shirt on. And you say I'm foreshadowing, huh? <laughs> well, I just I bring it up because it's the colored version of the shirt that we can't get here in the States. I want that shirt. There's no real rhyme or reason as to what's going on outside of the ring right now. Hana just seems content on giving everybody a little piece of something. She manages to get Kegetsu in a choke and throws her into the seats on the other side of the ring. She also does a really good job of working the crowd while outside. There were some mixtures of boos and cheers, though. I don't know what did it, but Race Car Ref is finally starting to give us a count. Oh, I know Hana what did it. What's that? We got another Hana spitting on a ref sighting. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to count, but until you aggravate me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he spit on a ref, he's going to count you out. Hana rolls Kegetsu into the ring and then taunts her from the apron. Nice scoop slam from Hana straight into choking Kegetsu with a knee. Shades of Madi Apache as Hana locks in the bow and arrow and somehow manages to find a way to taunt while it's on too. Kegetsu tries to get a handle on things, but Hana just ain't having it. And it seems that the story of this match is just the two going back and forth right now. Konami and Jungle pull Hana out of the ring and they get into lace of digs on Kegetsu themselves. They Irish whip each other across the ring and Jungle starts to make Kegetsu humble to set up a kick from Konami. But Jungle eats it instead. Deception. This allows Konami to start the figure yon headlock chain in the middle of the ring. It doesn't last long and Natsu comes in and whips Hana. Kegetsu spatter climbs into the top corner and double kicks Jungle and Konami. She then just 
starts flying around the arena and ends with a suicide dive out of the ring. It's Keigetsu and Jungle in the ring now. Keigetsu hits a nice suplex out of the corner onto Jungle. This is followed by a new kind of armbar. We'll call this armbar number 98. It doesn't last long as Jungle is able to get her foot onto the ropes for the break. Stiff kicks from Keigetsu to Jungle in the middle of the ring. Jungle gets the upper hand and she catches Keigetsu off of the ropes for a power slam. Hana comes back in and gets up to the second turnbuckle and double drop kicks them both. She turns her attention to Jungle and she starts putting the boots to her face in the ropes. I think this will allow Keigetsu to get in a breather and put the focus back on Jungle and Hana for a minute. Elbow exchange from the ladies in the middle of the ring and I wouldn't want to be anywhere near it. Hana tries to pick up Jungle for something, but Jungle turns it around to grab her into a choke and starts airplane spinning her while she's in it. Shit. Yeah, I love her version of the airplane spin. It's so much cooler than grabbing him by the feet. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. Jungle's advantage didn't last too long as Konami comes in and manages to kick them both with the same foot to head. Now it's just Hana and Konami in the ring. Quick armbar number five, and Konami lays Hana out with another kick to the back of the head. Hana gets in the standing torque wrench on Konami, but she somehow manages to make it to the ropes for the breakup. As race car ref is trying to sort everything out, Kagetsu sprays mist into Konami, and now it's the, those two ladies in the ring. Kagetsu is up and tries to do the Oyado coaster, but Hana rushes in to stop her. Jungle is right behind her, and we get a chain reaction suplex from all three in the corner on top of Konami. What the hell is going on here? I don't know. There was some really good heel work there, too. Did you notice that when Hana ran over Konami, she literally ran over Konami, making sure to put a foot right in her stomach as she was doing it? Oh, yeah. There is so much going on right here. Yeah. All four ladies are out in the ring with race car ref trying to check on everybody. Kigitsu does the kip-up and is up first, and she starts slamming everybody back down just to make sure. She hits Jungle last and then goes back up into the corner off the top rope and manages to hit a successful Oido coaster. But she's not done yet. Kigitsu planned this out for the long game. She had all three ladies set up right below a different corner and hits the Oido coaster on all three of them. She then drags them all together to try to do a triple pin with race car ref slapping the mat with both hands. He should have added a foot in there, too. Yeah, really. <laughs> do you have to point out, the audio coaster on Konami was a little bit snug. Yeah. <laughs> all three ladies kick out at two. Jungle is the targeted victim here as Kegetsu is going up for another audio coaster, and Jungle starts working her over. Out of the two count, Jungle Scoop slams Kegetsu in the middle of the ring and hits a flying splash off the top rope. Konami breaks it up quickly and manages to get Kegetsu into a reverse arm bar number three. It doesn't last long as Hana comes in for the breakup. She hits a missile drop kick from the top rope that looked kind of rough, and Jungle breaks up the pin and goes after Hana. Konami tries to help out in some way, but Jungle double clotheslines her and Hana together. She then turns her attention back to Kegetsu and just starts muscling her all over the ring into a powerbomb and gets the three in 16.05. All I have to say about this match was, damn. Yeah, we thought that it was hard-hitting earlier, but holy crap, they took it to a whole new level, which of course you're going to do when Jungle's in the ring. This match was all over the place as expected, but gave Jungle a huge win over the current champion. Even though it dumped outside early on and gave me a 
bit of a worry, things cleared up and the focus was put right back into the ring. The thing about four-way matches is that it can go one of two ways. Either everybody's fighting everybody and the audience's attention is all over the place, or it's booked just like this match and everything works out perfectly. With no more than two wrestlers in the ring at a time, the people in the attendance don't have to be scanning all over the place to try to figure out what's going on. Honestly, I'd have preferred this been two separate matches. I think if we had had Hana versus Konami and then Jungle versus Kegitsu, it would have filled out the card a lot better. See, I, I liked it as the four-way because it told the story of what Kigetsu was trying to say. I could fight all three people at the same time. So it added to a story. I, I do get what you're saying with the split up, but I, I like the way they built up Jungle here without making Konami or Hana look weak. So I, I was for it. So post-match, we get Jungle on the mic who says, You saw it. I won it. Thank you. I told you life can be changing in a blink of an eye. It doesn't have to be little by little. There was an opportunity, and I took it. May I speak my mind? Next month, I want to challenge you for the red belt. Kigitsu, do you know why you won today? Do you understand how you beat me? Don't you get it? I lost on purpose. That's right. I let you beat me. Next month, 8th anniversary show, I accept your challenge. It's going to be one-on-one, one fall, and since your weakness is the time limit draw... Let's make it no time limit. I lost on purpose today, but you'll see what really happens next month, so come prepared. Jungle says no time limit? Good. I'm fed up with draws, so thank you. It's no time limit, but not no rules, so by pen or submission, I'm taking that belt fair and square. I have to agree with K. Gitsu on this one, that losing the match was all part of her master plan. <laughs> I really like the callback, because I know since we've been calling the shows, Jungle's had a couple of time limit draws. So it's nice to see them accommodating it. It's a little weird that the heel chose to choose it though. Everything I wrote on this match had to do with how brutal a lot of the spots were. I mean, a lot, it looked like it hurt. I mean, from the figure, it looked like a figure four in the arms that looked like it hurt. Um, mm-hmm. Kigitsu was taking a lot of those bumps. There was one mention of her using her water bending powers. <laughs> <laughs> But overall, it was just really harsh. I mean, I can't imagine. And they sprayed her down afterwards. Yeah, it was a nice, very brutal match. I think we do have a wonderful match to look forward to at the anniversary show next month as she's defending the Wonder of Stardom Championship against Jungle. And again, my body is ready. (laughs) It's our main event tonight, and it's time for Utami and Momo to defend the Goddess of Stardom Championships. But according to the match card... It's Saki and Unknown. That was cleared up for us earlier tonight when it was announced that Tam would be filling the spot. And I think that's a good call. I think we dodged a bullet and prevented having Saki betray someone. Having Tam in there will keep her in check. Damn you, Saki. But even though Tam is a replacement, the championships are still on the line. And we shoot back to the locker room where we have Tam on the mic saying, So I'm taking Mayu's place. I'm the one that hurt her and caused her to miss today. I caused a lot of trouble for Mayu and everyone. Maybe it's not enough to apologize to Mayu's partner, Saki. But I thought of what I can do. I can bring the belts home to stars and try to protect stars. Saki, I look forward to it. Saki says, you can fill it in the air. We're going to take those belts and make a happy Christmas. Tam, let's do our best. Break fire! 
we shoot over to Momo, who says, and who is the mystery opponent? Well, it's Tam, but she's no replacement for Mayu. No one in stars is worth a crap. So you know we're going to win. My next note just says carrying Mayu's belt, and I don't know why. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. So Tam and Saki make their way down to the ring, and they're carrying Mayu's artist of stardom belt with them as well. And we get a cool picture-in-picture picture showing QQ getting ready, and they got their big flag on a stick as stars make their way out. Tam did say she had to apologize to Saki, but I don't think it was needed. No, no, because Saki's going to... Is a heel. <laughs> After the promos, we do get the backstage walking into the ring from both teams. And I think that's cool. It definitely builds towards the main event of the show. Yeah, I really like this. And I, w I would like to see it happen more often. It does! If you have a subscription to www.stardom-world.com for 920 yen a month. How much? 920 yen! That's not much at all. Or, for those of you in Europe, 33.88 Poland Slot, 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 funny money. Yeah, Polish people, you should be watching Stardom. We're back in the middle of the ring with Japanese Jack Tunney, and he's here to present the belts for the photo op and properly introduce the main event championship match. Old Ref waves his magic hands and gets us underway. Hang on a second. Did Old Ref change his shirt? Did Old Ref change his shirt? I could swear earlier tonight that he was wearing a regular black polo shirt. But for this match, he's wearing the traditional referee shirt. Spicy, spicy, but don't cheat. Maybe he was eaten in the back and accidentally spilled something on his shirt. We still need that clip. I'm still looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Utami and Saki starting off for this match, and they dance around each other for a few seconds, and I noticed that Saki has Mayu's little arm thing on her left arm. The nice. armband thing. Yeah. That matches Tam tonight wearing the little arm guard that Mayu usually comes out with on her right arm. Nice. They go into a test of strength, and Utami quickly takes advantage of it. And Saki uses her leg to kick out of it, and I don't understand why more people don't do that. That's true. But, I mean, we knew who was going to win the test of strength, right? The only thing Saki is stronger than is your hatred for her. Arm lock reversals between the two until Utami puts Saki down onto the mat. Starting off, it looks like Utami is just having her way with Saki and milking it for all she can. Saki does what she can to get out of the headlock, but Utami just isn't having it. She does finally manage to break it and get in a little bit of offense. Tam comes in for a little bit of an assist, and Saki smacks Utami's head down onto the mat, and Tam comes in for a flying snapmare. But the advantage doesn't last long as Utami gets Saki caught up into the ropes with her foot. Utami starts making Saki humbell, and Momo comes in to make it super effective with a leg to the chest. After a two count, Utami starts picking her up, but Saki tries to fight back. It doesn't last long, and Utami has her into the corner to tag in Momo so she can have her way with Saki as well. A couple of legs to the back, and Momo looks to be taking her time beating Saki around. Nice scoop slams to Saki in the middle of the ring, and Momo keeps working the feet on her. Utami gets back in, and it looks like Tam is just going to have an easy night tonight, and Utami is back to working over Saki in the ropes. I have to say, I like where this is going. Saki is Irish-whipped into the corner and climbs up to the top to stomp Utami with a foot to the face. This allows her to finally tag in Tam, and she is excited to be there. 
Tam knocks out Momo first and then goes for Utami. Knee to the face of Utami as she's laying against the second rope. But as Tam is trying to German suplex Utami, Momo is back in to stop Tam from doing anything else. They both whip Tam into the ropes and try for a double lariat. But Tam avoids it and pushes Utami into Momo. He knocks Momo down and Tam connects with the PKO onto Utami. Momo tries to come back and assist Utami, but Tam locks her into the Scorpion Death Drop and Utami into the DDT for that awesome combo. I love this move. Tam tries to go for a couple of pins on Utami, but it doesn't quite work out. She ragdolls Utami into the corner and starts putting the boots to her before tagging in Saki. I see P-Chan hanging from the second turnbuckle. Is he eligible? I thought you said I see P-Chan, and I was like, what are you talking about? Saki is finally able to get some offense in the ring, but just as she's starting to put on a good showing, she tags Tam back in, who hits a stalling scoop slam to Utami. As Tam is coming off the ropes, Utami collects herself and drags Tam over to set up for a Russian leg sweep. Momo's back in and goes for a corner dropkick, but Tam dodges. Tam might have wanted to keep notes on how to avoid those, because Momo comes back with a couple of more that are successful, and they kept looking more and more stiff. Momo has such a beautiful dropkick, and I think it's underrated because, I mean, even I didn't notice it before this match. She gets great height and great connection with it. it it's just, it's a thing of beauty. It's not enough to put Tam away, and we get the two trading kicks and roundhouse attempts with each other until Momo takes charge. Oh, wait, Tam just kicks the shit out of Momo to fix that problem right away. Little bit of madness as Utami is in the ring to help Momo. Tam manages to break free of it and goes to run the ropes, but Utami is quickly there to stop her. And a nanosecond after, Momo is suplexing Tam into yesterday. I was so worried about this maneuver for a second. It looked like she was about to throw her over her head, realized she didn't have her in position, so she goes with the rock bottom instead. It looked like it was about to be bad. Both ladies struggle for the hot tag, but Tam notices Momo is going for the tag as well, stops, and prevents her from doing it. She drags Momo back in a little and then goes to tag in Saki. Why is this not done more often? It looked really smooth. It was a smart plan. But it didn't really set Saki up for anything, as Momo is quick to defend herself. They go for some elbow exchanges in the middle of the ring until Saki just slaps the ever-loving shit out of Momo's face. Saki does manage to hit a Hurikarana onto Momo and set her up for the second rope for a kick to the back of the head. Saki drags her in the ring for a quick pin attempt, but it only sees her get a two. Tam comes in to knock Utami out of the corner as Saki has an ankle lock on Momo. As it looks like Momo is about to get out of it, Saki turns it into a modified figure young. And during that, Momo manages to finally make it to the ropes to get the break. As Saki's trying to take advantage of the situation, she runs across the ring to do something, but Momo is there to catch her. And just as soon as Momo caught her, she was flying off the top rope with the knees. Utami comes in for a little bit of an assist to set up for the torture rack, but just back body drops her instead. It allows Momo to hit the running knees perfectly onto Saki in the middle of the ring. Momo has Saki in a headlock and goes to double underhook suplex, but Saki rolls it into a pin but can't get the win out of it. Moments later, Momo lays Saki out with the hardest looking kick of the night. More chaos on the night in the ring as Tam manages to get in the opposite corner to snapmare Utami off the top rope. Momo and Utami are laying on the bottom rope as Tam and Saki come over to give them the running drop kicks. 
both ladies fall outside and Tam comes flying off the top turnbuckle outside of the ring to land on top of all of them. Utami gets rolled in first by Tam and Saki is up to hit the stomp onto her chest, followed by Tam's running single knee to the face. Tam hits a wonderful looking double underhook German suplex. Saki comes in right behind her to hit that double underhook code killer. I forgot what this was. Yep. Saki starts to pick up Utami and Russian leg sweeper, but Utami manages to grab Saki's leg and roll it into a pin on the mat. I stand corrected from earlier as Momo comes in to give what is now the absolute hardest kick of the night to Saki's face. This is followed by a spiked peach sunrise. Momo rolls out and Utami comes in for the torture rack, but Tam is there to save the day. Not for long though, as Momo just ragdolls her into a suplex. This lets Utami go for a suplex of her own on Saki. It looks like Saki's resisting a little bit, but Utami manages to hit it anyway, and he gets a 2 and 99 100s from Old Ref. Momo slides in again and hits a single arm underhook suplex. It looks like Utami's going for the torture rack, but spins it into a slam onto the mat, and it gets the 3 in 1928 for a successful defense of the Goddess of Stardom Championships. Racecar Ref quickly calls in the other stars to check on Saki. Japanese Jack Tunney makes his way into the ring with the championship belts and the trophy to present them to the defending champions. Yeah, I was a little worried here. It definitely looks like Saki is out. And after this match, I know we keep saying this, every match has been hard-hitting, every match has been brutal, but every match stepped it up from the match before it. And like you said, Momo put in some of the toughest kicks, the hardest hits that we've seen all night. Damn, what a good main event. Not to take anything away from the match, but it sure does look like Saki took a hell of a bump right at the end because they're still checking on her as they're trying to get ready for the uh, pictures and everything. Yeah. They actually moved the camera up slightly for Utami and Momo to pose with Old Ref and the trophy. But Saki, you could see as the camera dips down a little bit, is still being checked on in the ring. My only question on whether or not this is legit, and I don't want to speculate, but they're moving Saki around, and you shouldn't do that if someone's injured. And then as we go into post-match promos, some of the stuff is brought up, and we'll get to that in a minute. I I hope she's not injured, but... Damn. Definitely a great match that was worthy of a title defense. I'm really happy to see a tag match main event any show, especially the main show of the year. Same. We do get a little tiny from QQ post-match, but Tana looks like she's ready to defend herself as well, too. We get Momo on the mic saying this is the last show, and we win the main event. Hey, stars, you're not very strong without Mayu. I wasn't beaten by the resurrection today. You had no Mayu. What are you going to do? You decide what's best for yourself. Tam gets on the mic and says, Momo, one year ago I lost to you at the 7th anniversary show. QQ versus Odeotai, and I lost to you. As a result of that, I was forced to leave Odeotai. At the 8th anniversary show, I want to challenge you for the white belt. Momo says, I'm senior to you. How about a please? But okay. The one whose partners all get hurt, Tam Nakano, I accept your challenge. And that's what made me think maybe Saki's not hurt. Maybe this part of an angle. Tam then says, Stars is not weak without Mayu. I'm going to show you just how far I've advanced. Momo says, You've evolved, but so have I. So don't think you're above me. Well, QQ won today. Utami, thanks for getting the victory. 
Utami says, it's the final show of the year, and I made my debut this year. I won the tag belts with Momo and Rookie of the Year. Next year, I go after every belt. No sophomore jinx. I will rapidly evolve next year, so look out for it. At this point, I'm starting to be a little worried about Saki, because as you mentioned, it was kind of walking the line here. Yeah. Because even during the post-match promo, she's laying there pretty still and not wanting to be moved around by anybody. Yeah, but like I said, they're kind of forcibly moving her around as well. Eh, it, it's I don't like taking advantage of an injury, especially when someone's in this match because someone got injured. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's either in poor taste or it was a decent improv for what ended up happening at the end of the match. Yeah, so and either, either boo to stardom or kudos to Momo. Good post-match promo, too. But when Tam challenged for the white belt, that makes the third scheduled match for the anniversary show that I'm really looking forward to. Oh, yeah. I, I know I said earlier Hazuki's my number one, and she is. But close behind her are Momo and, and Tam. Right after Tam is done doing her little post-match promo, we get a weird edit going into everybody getting into the ring. You can see in the subtitles that there was a year-in-review video that was played for the live audience. But because it was owned by Samurai TV, it wasn't allowed to be played on the Stardom World website. And we're not messing with those guys again. Yeah. I'm guessing it's because Samurai TV did the production and editing of the video uh, for the actual broadcast. M maybe. I, yeah. But, sh but surely the footage is owned by Stardom, right? I mean, who copyrighted us? <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> we will not be reviewing said review. After the video package that was played by Samurai TV, we get all the wrestlers in the ring to close the show out for us and wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Overall, I thought it was an okay show. Granted, we had a different card lined up going into this prior to the show actually starting. But with everything going on behind the scenes and injuries, I think the show did a good job delivering for what it had to work with. That being said, Stardom has done a great job throughout this show, building up for their big, big show in January for the anniversary. We've already got three matches on the card that we know of right now that are absolutely worthy of watching. We haven't even watched ahead yet to see how these matches turn out. We just know that those involved are always putting on good matches and good shows. So, you know, I was going to say I have to disagree with you a little bit. You said this was a pretty good show. I'm saying it was the best show we've called so far. I think as a standalone show, it was great. But for the build that was actually going up to it since we actually started our review with the Goddess of Stardom tournament, right? enough has changed to where we didn't get the show we thought we were going to get. And despite that, every match built stronger than the match before it. Hazuki won. Can't complain. Momo and Tam in the main event. Can't complain. Jungle and Keigetsu tearing the house down with Hana and Konami. I just every match on this card was phenomenal in my opinion and for me the best show we've called so far in my opinion I don't think you mentioned this on this review yet I know we talked about it offline how this show was built to but this show itself is building towards the anniversary show so you're getting payoffs but you're actually getting continued story and build up for another show and you really want to see it now and I think you should do that with every show. Every show, every big show doesn't need to be an ending. I mean, everybody likes to say it. Wrestling doesn't have seasons. You're going to continue on to the next thing. So I think they closed a couple chapters that they needed to close, and they went right into the next chapter. So I, I can't complain. Matt, this may sound like a weird one to you, but my match of the night was the four-way. 
Really? You know that I like traditional matches, one-on-ones, right. tag teams, etc. But this was the first four-way that I've seen in a long time that actually highlighted everybody individually and still kept the integrity of a four-way match. Jungle had a big win coming out of it, and it sets her up for a possible success at the anniversary show. Definitely 10 on 10. I can't actually 100% disagree with you. I almost want to call that my match of the night. It was going to be Hazuki until that horrible shooting star press. So I think for my match of the night, I am going to go out on a limb and go with the tag match final. Well, I, 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 normally I would go with the Mahdi matches, but since that made me sad, I'm not going to go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my match of the night, actually, I have to agree with Waldo. It was um, the four-way as well. It was actually a pretty good fight. Oh, you both did. <laughs> <laughs> no, every match, like I said, every match on this card was good. Nobody's wrong in their choices, in my opinion. But since every match was good and everybody brought their best character work, it was really hard for me to pick Hill of the Night. But I think I'm giving it to Kegetsu because I really like that she lost and then was like, oh, yeah, I totally did that on purpose. Such a Hill tactic, such a great Hill move. Kegetsu is my Hill of the Night. What about you, Dr. The Wife? My Hill of the Night, make sure I get her name right, um, was Hazuki because um, she won the belt and later was like, you know what? I don't want this thing. Here you go. And she crushed her dreams. <laughs> yes, she did. What about you, Aldo? While my match of the night may have been a little bit out of nowhere for me, the heel of the night should be pretty obvious. If Saki had actually showed up to her match tonight and supported Tam, they would be our current goddess of stardom champions. Tam, by far, was the workhorse of that match. Saki just stood at the corner the entire time and watched along. Does her evil know no bounds? Aren't you the one who pointed out that she spent most of the match getting beat up? The power of the edit here says that you support me right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode. We've got a couple of episodes ahead of us before the Stardom Anniversary Show. But we wanted to take this time to thank all of y'all out there for our anniversary. We did start a little bit before this time last year with the NXT episodes. But we're considering our Start With Stardom our actual effort. And this episode puts us roughly at the one-year point on YouTube for that. Holy crap. We definitely didn't think we'd be where we are right now with it. And are really thankful to all of y'all here on the channel itself. And apparently on our SoundCloud, which is starting to get hits for some reason. We're also really thankful that the true purpose of this channel is being met. And Stardom is getting more fans through our work here. Agreed. 100%. And we do have the new goal, and hopefully, you know, Mission Pro, Lone Stardom in our books, will also start to see a little bit of uptake. Be sure to catch us on all the usual places with social media, at Face for Wrestling, on the Twitter, and at Facebook, whatever that is. Feel free to ask us more questions or taunt Matt on the Reddit. And you can catch the audio versions of the episode on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to stutter kick the subscribe button here on YouTube. As always, check out www.stardom-world.com where you can get some amazing wrestling action for only 920 yen a month. I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The Y. Don't forget, everybody is different and everybody is good. <laughs>